The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Bellotto, joined as always by Chris Flum. And today we're going to be going over the Giants linebacker position, a position group, Chris, the Giants finally added What seems to me like a talented linebacker who they paid market value to, we'll get into that, and then we'll talk about maybe after the ad break how Wink Martindale is going to employ some of his defensive personnel packages because we know a lot about Wink Martindale, and one of the things we do know is he likes to diversify his personnel out there to match what the offense is doing and to keep the offense on their toes. But before we do that, Chris, how you doing? Yeah, I am doing pretty well. Got a Nice day outside, but it's also late June, so it's starting to get pretty warm out. So, you know, not a bad time to be inside talking about linebackers. Let's talk about linebackers. So the New York Giants haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since Carl Banks in 1984. It's been a long time. That was a third overall pick, and they didn't draft a linebacker in the first round here, but they did sign a, I would say one of the better linebackers who was available in Bobby Okereke. We saw him, what was that, in week 17, I believe, when the Indianapolis Colts were just completely out of it. Jeff Saturday was their head coach. They had just given up this huge lead, the biggest comeback, I think, in NFL history in the previous week to the Minnesota Vikings, and we all witnessed that. Then they came into MetLife, and there was one player on that defense who was running around, hitting Daniel Jones just very aggressively several different times. But I think he had like like an insane amount of tackles, like 16 or 18. I don't have it in front of me. But either way, Bobby Okereke was playing his heart out for a team and situation that many other NFL players would have just completely given up on. So I think that is the type of person that you want in your building. And the Giants reached out and they signed Bobby Okereke to a four-year, $40 million deal, $10 million per year. million contract guaranteed. Recently, the Giants signed another linebacker to a similar type of deal in Blake Martinez under the Dave Gettleman regime. I liked Blake Martinez. He ended up getting hurt in his second season with the Giants back in 2021, and it just never really worked out from there, and now he is a retired player. But I like the fact that the Giants identified this as a a point of emphasis heading into the offseason. The New York Giants, historically, I know they signed Blake Martinez, like I said, but historically, they've just been kind of plug and playing a lot of linebackers into spots. 
And it didn't work last year <laughs> whatsoever. It was an absolute nightmare with Austin Calitro, Tay Crowder, Jalen Smith, who was probably the best of the bunch. But now at least they have a long rangy linebacker and somebody who is very smart, very intelligent, who I think can help lead this defense and keep it grounded. Chris, were you excited when the Giants went out and they signed Bobby Okereke? And how much of an upgrade do you think this is over what they had last year? Um, it is definitely a significant upgrade over what they had last year. I mean, you, you just talked about the guys and, you know, when Jalen Smith and Landon Collins are your best linebackers, yeah, that's, I think that kind of says something about the group as a whole, and it doesn't say anything particularly good about that group. Yeah. Having Bobby Okereke there is, it, it, it provides a presence that the, Giants haven't really had since they had Blake Martinez freshly signed, which, you know, I, I think we can talk, we can talk about this a little bit. It's interesting that even though the final number, the $40 million number is bigger than what Blake Martinez was paid, the Giants are actually getting Okereke on a smaller per year average, uh, $10 million per year, as opposed to, I believe it was $10.25 million for Blake Martinez. So I think that does also kind of speak to the overall feel regarding off-ball inside linebackers around the NFL, where you know the market has, I suppose, stayed even, if not contracted, shrunk a little bit compared to where it was a couple years ago. Now, now yes, Tremaine Edmonds got a very big deal for, when he left the Buffalo Bills and he was pretty consistently linked to the Giants, but they went with Okereke instead. And I think they did get a very good player, a guy who's going to help their defense at a, at market value, but a fair price. It's a good price for Okereke and it's a good price for the Giants, what they are getting for what they are spending. Now the Giants will have that second level defender who can position himself against a power gap concept, whether that be counter or G, whatever to the outside. So that's something that I felt like the Giants had to improve on, right? Because you look, it's a collective game, the NFL. You have the interior defensive line. The Giants obviously poured assets into that with Nacho, Ricky Nunez, Rochez, and A. Sean Robinson. But you couldn't go into the season with, oh, yeah, we'll roll the dice and see who else we have. We're going to bring Gerard Davis back. He could be our starter. Like th That's not the approach. You needed to find that at least in sub packages, you're going to have a true Mike linebacker out there who you really are going to rely on. And then you think about base and nickel personnel. Okereke, if healthy, knocking on wood, he's going to be out there. But we need to find, Chris, that second starter. Because that second starter is going to play base, which at least last season, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know the Giants were in base at least, I think, a little bit more than 30% of the time, mostly on early downs, rushing downs, things like that against 12, 13 personnel packages from the offense. But nickel personnel as well, something we know Wink Martindale loves to run, that's also going to have a linebacker. So let's look behind Bobby Okereke. You have Gerard Davis, who you're bringing back. You claimed him off of the Lions practice squad at the end of the season. And he ended up starting over Micah McFadden, who is also here. Not a great look for Micah McFadden, but he was a young player. He seemed to have some positive momentum through OTAs and minicamp for whatever that's worth. You can read into it if you want. 
but he's on the roster as well, along with Darian Beavers, who tore his ACL last year against the Bengals in preseason. And hopefully he will be healthy. So the possible rotation behind Okereke, you have Davis, you have Beavers, you have McFadden. And then you have these special teams players like Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, who I think collectively played six snaps last year for the Giants. And then Troy Brown, who was an undrafted free agent out of Ole Miss, formerly of Central Michigan, and Deontay Johnson, an undrafted kid out of Toledo. That's your depth at linebacker. If anything happens to Okereke, I am not going to be confident in the depth behind them, to be honest with you right here, because this is not a great deep situation. And Okereke is one of these players now that I look at and I'm like, you might not be the most important player on this team, but if the Giants suffer an injury at linebacker, specifically to Bobby Okereke, I don't know how they're going to rectify that situation because you don't have a lot of proven talent behind him whatsoever. Yeah, I think the the Giants' depth and their plan, if something happens to Okereke, is it's another light a candle situation and hope that Micah McFadden has improved, that Darian Beavers can be what we thought he was going to be, both at Cincinnati and last preseason training camp before he tore his ACL with the Giants, and then just kind of hope that Jared Davis can be kind of a veteran presence, just kind of hold things down and keep things together. Yeah, There is the possibility that those three players could be an effective linebacker rotation, but they certainly look a lot better with Okereke there as the leader of the group, as the every down Mike linebacker, the guy who can flow to the ball. He can, he knows what gap to fill, come up, fill it effectively. He, he can play in space, cover the hook curl area, the short to intermediate routes that really the, that just gashed the giants for, um, well, all of recent memory, really. So Bobby O'Karaki might not be the linchpin for this defense, but man, things could definitely go sideways if he's not on the field for them. This is somebody too, man, who has 98th percent wingspan. His arms are almost 83 inches. That's longer than some offensive linemen. He has over 34 inch arms. That is longer than some tackles in the NFL, which really speaks to his tackle radius. It speaks to the difficulty that quarterbacks are going to face when they're trying to throw through tight windows. That's why that extra length is so important. And we know he has the range and all those other things, but we already talked about Okereke. I'm, I'm curious and I'm excited really to see what happens in training camp between Gerard Davis, between Mike and McFadden, between these UDFAs, if any of them can step up. I mean, because I, I watched the UDFAs when the Giants added them. I don't know what's going to happen with the second linebacker spot. But if Troy Brown or Deontay Johnson don't take significant steps forward, I would be surprised that they made the team. I think one of them have a realistic shot too, because that's just how weak and unproven the Giants linebacker spot is behind Okereke. But with Troy Brown, this is an undersized guy who maybe he could be a sub package player. If he were to make the roster, I think both of them are destined for the practice squad, but Troy Brown has the range that you want in terms of covering ground, in terms of the sideline to sideline, all those things, speed, but he's like six foot, 220 pounds. And when you turn on his Arkansas tape from 2022, it, it was really bad. Like it was one of the worst linebacker tapes I saw in terms of processing, diagnosing, and then physicality. But if you watch like Tulsa and Auburn, it was much better. So that's kind of how I viewed Troy Brown coming in. And then Deontay Johnson. I didn't think his athletic ability and his speed was nearly as potent 
as let's say Troy Brown, for instance. I think he's a long-legged type of player with good size. Did a line on the edge a decent amount. Actually didn't mind his Ohio State game, even though he was torched for a touchdown. He's absolutely lost in coverage. And he had shockingly bad explosive testing as well. Like he jumped like 28 and a half inches in the vert and like less than 10 in the broad. It was, it was pretty bad. And I think that also pops up on tape, but he brings violence to the point of attack. But I don't know in the modern NFL, if you have no coverage ability and you're also suspect in terms of your range, what is your role going to be? So in terms of both the UDFAs, I am, I remain, I'm not optimistic that they were going to make the team unless they really prove themselves in training camp. But I will say this, Chris, there is an opportunity to be had for either of them. Do you have anything on those two players? And what are, what else are your opinions on the Darian Beavers, Micah McFadden, Gerard Davis conversation? Yeah, well, but I'll start kind of towards the top of the depth chart. I think Jared Davis, Darian Beavers, Michael McFadden, unless something surprising happens, I think those guys are all going to make the team. I think Davis and Beavers are kind of going to be in competition with each other for the second starting linebacker job. And then I think Michael McFadden is kind of off to the side a little bit. And I think his role might be as a passing down specialist. You know, I think, I really think thinking back to last year, he was one of the most frequent blitzing linebackers in last year's draft. And he was also one of the more effective blitzing off ball linebackers in last year's draft. And I think that was really what caught the giant's eye because Wink Martindale, he loves to blitz. Like that is, that is the first and last thing you need to know about him. Everything else is in service of the blitz for Wink Martindale. You stop the run, great. You stop the run, so you can blitz. Uh, what coverage you're playing? I don't know, but whatever coverage you're playing is so you can blitz. Either disguise the coverage or have additional players available to blitz. So I think that is where Mike McFadden works in for the Giants. I think Troy Brown and Deontay Johnson, they are in competition with Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin for that fringe roster spot, possibly spots, depending on how the numbers as a whole shake out and really just as special teams players. Like you said, Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, they barely played on defense for the Giants. Combined, they had less than 10 defensive snaps. Almost all of their snaps, the overwhelming majority of their snaps came on special teams and they're not bad special teams players, although the Giants special teams certainly were an adventure last year. So I think Brown and Johnson, they're going to have to prove themselves on special teams. I am with you on Troy Brown. His tape was inconsistent, but again, coming from Central Michigan to the SEC, that is a pretty good jump in competition, and bad games are going to happen. I I do thought he had some intriguing qualities. He didn't test as well as I thought he was going to just based on his tape. But on the field, he does look pretty quick-footed. He does have pretty good change of direction. He does look pretty athletic in space as an off-ball linebacker. Deontay Johnson, he struggled to change direction. And you talked about it with his coverage ability, or rather his lack thereof. Now, maybe he has a role on... You know, maybe as a gunner or whatever on coverage teams where he can use that violence and that ability to play downhill and he doesn't have to 
all he has to do is maintain his lane discipline. That's it. But I think he and Brown are both going to have their work cut out for them to unseat Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin. But also, Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin, they might just have their own work cut out for them just to make the roster, which I think is something we can talk about in the second half. And we will. But before we do it, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. All right, Chris, before we get into everything in the second half of the show, I think we have to bring up something that we have been discussing for a while since Wink Martindale has come in here. And even before that, dates back to Blake Martinez. Before that, the green dot. Bobby Okereke is reportedly wearing the green dot in practice at OTAs and at minicamp. And why is the green dot important? Essentially, the green dot is just somebody who communicates with the sideline and relays the plays to the rest of the defense. He is basically the leader on the field in terms of communication and what the coaching staff wants. So you need to have really excellent communication skills. You need to have a comprehensive understanding of the defense in order to wear that green dot. Now with Wink Martindale specifically, he's always had typically a a safety wear that because he uses a lot of smaller packages. He uses a lot of packages that are going to have seven DBs, quarter packages, dollar packages, and he'll take his linebackers off the field. So that's why we saw Xavier McKinney wearing it last year and no linebacker. And also the Giants linebacker sucked last year. Now you insert Bobby Okereke and we see Bobby Okereke wearing that green dot. So Chris, I wanted to ask you, it could just be because, hey, look, injuries happen and we want another very smart player. This is somebody who is Stanford educated. Bobby Okereke is very intelligent by all accounts. We want another smart player just in case something happens to Xavier McKinney. Or do you think this could be, we're not really planning on using seven DBs. We would still use six, but Bobby Okereke is athletic enough that we don't have to take him off the field. Do you think that is on Wink Martindale's mind? Do you think that is one reason, I'm sure there are several, why he is wearing the green dot? I think it's kind of all of the above. I I wouldn't be surprised if Xavier McKinney goes into the season as the with the green dot as the defensive quarterback, the guy who's relaying the calls to everybody else. Because like you said, that's just what Wink Martindale likes. That's how he has all, pretty much always done it. And you want the guy with the green dot to always be on the field. And Wink Martindale is he might move Xavier McKinney around. Like he might be play, playing free safety, he might be playing up closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know, He'll probably be all over the field, all over the defensive secondary for the Giants, but he's not going to be on the sideline unless something very bad happens. Bobby Okereke will probably be on the field for most snaps for the Giants, but I think there are going to be situations, packages, where Wink Martindale is just not going to have any linebackers on the field. But I also do believe they want Okereke to have experience calling the defense, both as a just-in-case, because you know we saw last year, thankfully the Giants had Julian Love to take over when Xavier McKinney got hurt, but they don't have Julian Love anymore. You know, their other safety looks like it's either going to be Nick, Nick McLeod, maybe Bobby McCain. You know, we, we don't know. So it really makes sense to have an a long athletic player who they don't have to take off the field. They can if they want to, but they don't have to take him off the field in, we'll say, 
situations where the Giants need a lot of athleticism on the field. Okereke can stay on the field for those situations. So it does make sense to have him have experience calling the defense. And I also do think that that can help him get up to speed with the defense more quickly, because if you are going to be calling the defense, you have to understand the defense. So that will help him understand how it all fits together and the whys as well as the what that is going on in the defense. And it's a competency thing too with the green dot, right? Because you might not have anybody on your roster who can adequately position defenders in places that are not just him, right? So the Giants benefit because they have these smart players. So you have a player who is competent enough to do that, competent enough to communicate and do it at a high level. So why not train him to do so just in case if something were to happen, like you said, to Xavier McKinney. So it makes sense. And I think there's still going to be quarter personnel. It's just not going to be as prevalent because last year there was like first and 10 plays where the Giants were in quarter against like Green Bay. <laughs> I'm like, they don't have any linebackers on the football field right now. And the box is so advantageous and they would put like Tony Jefferson out there and, and, and play in that role. So uh, with Okereke, you can you don't have to do that because you have the speed, like we said. But J- Chris, before we get out of here, how many linebackers do you think the Giants are going to carry? Now, I think a lot of this is going to have to do with the special teams and and who can be cross trained to play special teams. But man, dude, this this fifty three man roster, it's going to be tight, and there's going to be some good football players cut. Maybe not the linebacker position, but at others. So, <laughs> what are your opinions on that? Yeah, I think there is a very real possibility that the Giants could go into the season only carrying four linebackers, four off-ball linebackers, that is. Uh, We do kind of separate out the edge defenders, you know, the guys that outside rush linebackers who are also can play defensive end, that that whole position like Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Ojalari, Jihad Ward, those guys, we don't really count them with this off-ball linebacker group. So particularly given how nickel personnel is going to be the Giants base defense, uh, they are not going to spend a whole lot of time with three off ball linebackers on the field. So I, I really do think that we could see them go in and sacrifice even having both Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin on the, on the roster to create roster spots elsewhere like if we talked on our defensive line how you know maybe dj davidson and jordan riley and vernon butler that's three defensive tackles are vying for one spot well if the giants create two more roster spots by only carrying four linebackers instead of six well then maybe they could have that big deep defensive line to eat up blockers so the linebackers they do carry can more effectively flow to the football or you know maybe they carry one or two more safeties or cornerbacks because wake martindale does love him some sub packages some db heavy sub, uh, sub packages even if he doesn't play as many quarter personnel packages as they did a year ago and that's where it gets kind of fascinating too chris because look i 
Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin, I don't know if both of them are safe. I think Cam Brown is. Carter Coughlin, I think that roster spot could be up in the air. And if a player like Troy Brown or uh, Deontay Johnson say, if if some of them show that they have utility playing defense as well and they can excel on special teams, then that could possibly not force, but that could give the option to the Giants front office and the Giants coaching staff to replace a player like Carter Coughlin, who has kind of been a mainstay on the Giants special teams. So that's the kind of the path to the roster for those UDFAs. I ultimately think they're going to land on the practice squad, but man, cornerback and some of these other position groups, interior defensive line, like we spoke about last week, those are position groups where realistically, dude, you want to carry a little bit more because there's more talent at those position groups and those players can have a bigger impact, a better impact for your team. And the linebacker position, you look at it, it's just like it's it's not that deep. You know, you like to use a lot of sub packages. So how many actual linebackers are they going to carry? I think it's just one of the many really fun questions heading into training camp. But Chris, do you have anything else before we get out of here? No, I think I think that about covers it. I, we actually already went longer than we thought we were going to talking about uh, the Giants linebackers or rather Bobby O'Karaki and the rest of the guys who play linebacker. <laughs> Love the way you phrase that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, like, subscribe comment to the podcast and also head on over to bigblueview.com where we have all of our written content. Thank you and have a lovely day.